Welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We're coming straight after uh, the completion of round one, so just bear in mind that uh, all scores um, that we've got may uh, may be subject to updates. But uh, boys, let's go straight into it. I'm joined by uh, Daniel and Mooney. How are we, gentlemen? Very yeah, good, good, mate. It's good, boys. Uh, how do we? How do, good to have footy back, everyone. What What do we think? Oh, so glad to have footy back. So yeah, good. very good. At the Raiders today, it was a great atmosphere. Good to be out there. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, buddy. Oh, they, uh, it's it's good to get some to, to get some live footy as well, no doubt. Um, the uh, the thing I'll say just generally, how how do we how do we feel after that? We'll get specific. Obviously, we'll go through each game, but how do we feel generally with that with our team performance, both draft and classic? Oh, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy yeah. with pretty happy with both teams. Um, my draft team killed it this week, and my classic team did did well. Um going to formally announce that I might have made a really dumb error in my classic team and forgot to set a captain before the commencement of games on Thursday. So um, I finished with a score of 8-10 or 8-12 or something like that without a captain. So You beat me without a captain. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did not. Need... Why would you announce that live on air? At least, at least prepare me. Gee whiz. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, Daniel, give us your thoughts. Yeah, look, uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, my draft team is in the absolute mud. It is uh, dead to me at the moment, and I'm just going to solely focus on Classic, I think. I had a, a shocker of a week, didn't even hit 400, I think. So, um, yeah, looks like I'm just going to be focusing on Classic, which I did not too bad for the first round for round one, but uh, definitely need some improvements. Yeah, I can safely say that uh, Sammy D and I are lagging behind you boys. Um yeah, wowee. Yeah, 35,000th I ended up with, but he 809 with with a captain. Yeah, a lot of lot of lot of thinking to be done. Um all right boys, let's get uh let's get into it. Um first game of the round, uh really really high powered clash, uh Storm versus the Bunnies. Uh Storm getting the chockies 26-18. Uh really really good game, boys. What what do we think uh fantasy was? Uh Mooney, I'll get your thoughts first. Um, yeah, lots of lots of fantasy positives uh, in this game. I thought um, starting with the storm, obviously, uh, little puppy was huge. Um, had a really big first half. I think he was on about fifty or so at halftime, and then sort of didn't have heaps of impact attacking wise in the second half. A few goals and stuff like that, which boosted his scores um, a reasonable amount. But the fact that he had two tries, um, try assist, one hundred seventy five meters, uh, tackle breaks, line breaks, whatever. Finished with 77 big, um, almost going to end up being a, a must-have. And if you started the season with him, um, you're doing pretty well. So I think his prices are only going to rise over the next few weeks. I have a low break even going into next week. So that's pretty big. Um, Mad Dog Munster, again, pretty big. Um, I thought was was um, pretty pretty well surprised by Christian Welch as well. He played um, decent minutes, 46 points in 50 minutes. So I was happy to see that. Um, but otherwise, in the Storm team, there wasn't heaps, uh, heaps of standouts. Um, yeah, we talked about Brandon Smith a little bit before in our other one of our other potties, but um, didn't sort of wow, didn't wow me. Forty six and seventy minutes. Um, they brought on the rookie uh, Tyson Smoothie, um, who seemed to do all right, um, but won't be touched in fantasy wise. But Brandon Smith looked like he tried to be active early. I thought, but yeah. didn't didn't um, do anything for me. Yeah, predicted this on uh, on the last pod on Tuesday. He he was never going to hit those 60s like everyone wanted him to. Uh, even if he got the 80 minutes, I think he's still not even breaking the 50, really. He would have been around that mark anyway. So I think he's uh, he's uh, pretty much... Uh, well, if you've got him now, you kind of got to hold him, really, until um, until Harry Grant's back. But, I yeah, you probably don't want him in your squad if he's only going to be hitting that 45 to 50 mark. If you've got him, you're just hoping he gets a big score or gets a try somewhere. Really, or downgrade to someone while um while you can. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing, right? If you have those like mid range scorers that you don't think are going to break that barrier to about the fifties or sixties mark, you probably should downgrade them to someone you're going to make a bit of cash off in the meantime that is scoring about the same. Like for Brandon Smith as a middle, if you have him as a middle, um, at around the forty six mark, you could be downgrading to someone like a Joe or something like that. But we'll touch on um those kind of players as we go through this uh, pod. Yeah, uh, boys, bunnies. What what do we think? Obviously, um, 
some uh, some pretty high scores for the bunnies as well. What do we reckon? Uh, yeah. you far away. Um, yeah, obviously, again, the big one, the trails. So if you started both of them and you're winning fullbacks, you would have been very pleased um, coming out of Thursday night footy. Um, oh boy, there wasn't heaps of positives, actually, um, looking at this team. Oh, Jai Arrow, huge. Um, 45 minutes, 74 fantasy points. Um, 176 metres, five tackle breaks. Boy, that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I think if you look at his, um, if you break down his stats, he's got about forty-six points in base stats from those forty-five minutes. So he's scoring at about a point a minute in base stats, not even including um, some of the attacking stats he got. Like he had a try try save in there. He had five tackle busts. Um, and those turnover points that players are getting now, so four points for any um kind of like a stripped ball or a tackle that um causes a knock on or something like that for the opposite team. Um, he's getting a lot of points um there as well. So he, off the bench, he seemed to have a real impact for the Rabbitohs against the Storm. So I think if um, if you've got him in your squad, you're looking pretty good. But he might honestly be a buy with Tom Burgess out injured now as well. Well, actually, he's not injured, but I think he might be. I don't think he's coming straight back into the squad, right? I think he'll miss a week at least. Yeah, they they said they said kind of like the, I think, I think it's yeah about 10 days or so before he's uh, ready to resume duties, I think. Yeah, so Jairo looks a real looks a real good um, value buy, uh, especially a mid range pot option at 600k. He'll probably be about 630, 640k uh, after the round's over. But um, yeah, he's looking a really good option as well, even off the bench. Yeah, and you have a low break even next week. So even if you bring him in now, you should make some cash on him for the next few weeks um, at least, and hope he continues his big scores. Um, yeah, the other absolutely. player I wanted to touch on as well was Damian Cook. Um, are we, are we concerned? Is this someone that you should be concerned about for those Damien Cook owners? Uh, I, I wouldn't say concerned. The The Rabbitohs didn't seem to get any real go forward down the middle of the park. They seemed like they were getting pretty much uh, run over the top of by the storm down the middle of the park um, during most of that game. Just like players like Nass and Kamakamika, Welch, just like had, had run of the mill down the middle there. So I wouldn't say... Um, He's a must-sell, but he definitely didn't get any attacking stats. He really didn't get many meters down the middle either. Like, normally he's really good at darting out of dummy half and making a few meters, a couple tackle busts through the middle, maybe a line break here and there, but he only had 20 meters um, this game. So I think he's he's definitely got points to score, but he's definitely had a rough start to the year, 100%. Yeah, I, know. I, I would be a little concerned, to be honest, because even, even though... Uh... You know, he he didn't have a lot of it. Uh, sorry, he 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 had some uncookie like statistics. I mean, he he had a couple of missed tackles, but he had an error as well. And it's not like he's got a uh, a kicking game that he can sort of fall back on to get him to get those extra points back. So I just think I think that's something to be to be mindful of because if uh, if there's a trend with the with the bunnies forwards, because if you look at those bunnies forwards, there's uh, there's no standouts there either, other than Jai Arrow. So if that if that lack of go forward continues, may, maybe maybe that could be an issue for Cook owners. It, it, you know, as as a follow on effect from from poor performance from those from the from the rest of the bunnies forwards. But yeah. again, obviously playing against a storm, so hard to hard to really say. But yeah, I uh, I almost would lean to that to that be concerned sort of a uh, state of mind. Yeah, it's definitely a rough one to pick, right? You spend all that money on Cook, and you really want him to perform, but for the for him to actually play well um in that hooker role, he needs to get the forwards on a roll down the middle so he actually gets a bit of space to do what Cook does and, you know, find those uh line breaks and try assists and things close to the line. Um but yeah, there just wasn't there for the Rabbitohs, unfortunately on Thursday. Yeah, I think the fact that you're spending that sort of money on him, you're kind of banking on him scoring, you know, at least fifty five or sixty so he's your captain option. Um if you don't have someone like your Nathan Cleary's or another uh, point of difference captain option. I I think that you know if he goes the next few weeks and doesn't um doesn't put up those big scores, then you start being a little bit concerned, in my opinion. Yeah, give it a give it a week, give it a week or two, and see how he goes. Yeah, but, um, yeah. No, well, well said, gentlemen. Um, all right, let's move on to the. Uh, oh, sorry, does anyone have any other thoughts from the from the from the first uh, game? I had one other point to make. So, Colin yeah, Tungy only may only played thirty four minutes, uh, and that was just. Generally, um, I think he came on for host, I think, in the middle there. I'm not sure. I can't remember um, who he came on for. But in the 34 minutes that he played, he made 126 metres down the middle. Um, only scored 28 points off it, but he made he did get very good base stats. So of the 20, um, of the 34 minutes he played, he had 45, uh, 45. He had 25 in base stats, which was 
which is pretty good. Um, if he ends up getting a start over Host, he could be a potential uh, buy, but until then, he's just one to look out for. But I think if you have Host, he's probably a sell at 26 points. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, look, even, even even the optics as well. Watching it live, I I think uh, I think Kaloa Matungi was the was the pick of that rotation. So it, sorry, J- Jaden Seward did have some nice moments when he got a bit of early ball, um, but obviously he couldn't do couldn't do a lot in those limited minutes. But yeah, for mine, Kaloa Matungi um, was uh, was the pick of that rotation. But again, it's it's a, it's a dangerous one to get involved in. I'd say. Yeah, it's a wait and wait and see kind of thing, right? You don't want to be picking up those players this early if they're not going to get minutes. No, exactly right. Um, all right, let's move on to. Oh, sorry, Moon. You you happy with that? Did you want to touch on that at all? No, very happy, boys. Beauty. Um, all right, Friday, Friday's game, the first of Friday's games. Uh, Newcastle versus Canterbury. Uh, again, Newcastle getting up thirty-two sixteen. Um, Daniel, what are your thoughts on game? Yeah, look, uh, Knights were looking very good. It was really a game of uh, forwards through the middle there. Kurt Mann went off injured and um, gave Watto a bit of a run, which was a very pleasant thing to see. It really helped uh, boost his scores, the added minutes. It was, but, was um, a very pleasant thing to see. Yeah, oh, just, it's just pleasant for anyone with eyeballs. Get, get, <laughs> getting, a bloody, getting, a, getting a good sight there, absolutely. Yeah, but really this game was uh, was one in the forwards. I mean, Daniel Safidi and David Klemmer, they looked like absolute monsters through the middle and they got the minutes to show for it as well. So Safidi had 60 minutes and Klemmer had 74 through the middle and they were they just scored big points. Like Safidi had two tries for 86 points and Klemmer had 74 minutes for 64 points as well. So um, yeah, I think they were the two big standout players. Outside of that, I think most people had Jaden Braley. I mean... What was his? He was he's owned by twenty five percent of uh, teams. Um, I think if you don't have him already, you've got to pick him up. He's an eighty minute hooker. He made fifty tackles that game. He's scored seventy eight as well to go along with it. So he's kind of a must have at this point. Even at four hundred and ten k, he'll most likely make um at those scores or even close to those scores. Like even a sixty a week, he'll be making upwards of another three hundred three hundred and fifty k. So. Um, he's probably a must-have in your team, and even Mitchell Pierce uh, made a had a pretty good showing for the New Salem Moon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think Mitchell Pierce. Well, from watching it live, I don't think he had um, uh, he had the best of games, but um, somehow he's managed to you know get smash out of seventy. Um, no, he had four hundred thirty-two kick meters, which he you know can fall back on. But um, yeah, otherwise, I think you pretty much said it with that forward pack. You know, you look at your Mitch Barnett, Tyson Frizzell, both. 60s, 62 and 67, respectively. So um, I think that's pretty big for them. And I think the other big, the big talking point was Connor Watson. Um, you know, probably going to take that five eighth role. Well, surely he takes that five eighth role. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, get him in um, in that Knights team. 54 and 53 minutes. Um, yeah, he looked he looked very good watching him. Um, was creating options left, right, and center, um, and looking to looking to attack always. So I really liked him, and I reckon he that should. that was with two errors as well. So bear that in mind. He um yeah had a couple of errors and still managed to snag fifty four and fifty three minutes. So that's um that's massive points per minute there. Yeah, big. But that's yeah. all I have to say about the Knights team. Tex Hoy was a little little bit disappointing if you were hoping to um get a bit of quick cash of him um but otherwise the the one i the one i wanted to get your thoughts on boys was uh big dave clemmer 74 minutes is that is that gonna keep up that that's pain harsh territory there is that is that gonna keep up do we reckon no no i think yeah i think it was probably a bit of a one-off um I'd say, but I still think he's going to be getting big minutes. And even if he hits around that, because he'll probably average around the same sort of minutes as Safidi generally in the middle, but he, even last season, he was averaging around 65-ish, 70 minutes. So um, he'll still get big scores. And he had base stats of around around 54 points. So even if he hits that every week with 70 minutes, I mean, if you've bought him, you know he's going to be a keeper till the end. So you just, you hold him and he'll have those up and downs, but he'll generally score you about 60 a game. So, um, yeah, definitely a good have. Beauty. Um, all right. Now on the other side of the coin, Bulldogs. Uh, ooh, it's uh, it's not pretty, not pretty viewing for a bunch of cash cows that uh, I think a lot of us had. Mooney, fire away with your thoughts. Oh, cash cows are a killer here. Um, my boy, Jack Avarillo, sort of. Did me dirty. Um, thought he was going to be very juicy this year, sitting in my centres, um, you know, playing in the halves. But 
look, he didn't really get over. He didn't get too involved. Um, had a few demerits here and there, a couple of missed tackles, a couple of errors. Had some kick meters, which was nice to see. So, look, I don't think I wouldn't be too worried about it. I'm not too worried about it anyway. Um, that's straight up the bat. That's 28 points, not in, including the demerits. I've just added them onto the score. Um, you know, I, I think with that's with no attacking stats as well, no no yeah. tries or anything like that. So I think and it, and it was a wet game as well. It was a yeah, wet was. game as well, and his and his games predicated a lot on running, so it was tough. So yeah, hence why Are you not hitting the panic button. So well. Nah, nah. Like I think you gotta gotta have the faith. If you start trading out people like Jake Villa now, you're gonna burn through your trades and probably end up downgrading. Um, so I would be, I would be holding, but otherwise I think, um, the other cheapie that people were holding out for, which I know both you boys were Corey Allen, Daniel, talk me through your heartbreak. Yeah, absolute killer. Um, that extra, that extra time that Kotrick spent dropping back was to take basically Allen's stint in running the ball back really. So Allen really didn't do much from fullback, um, and his points showed for it, unfortunately. So I think he is probably a sell. I mean, he scored six. How can you how can you hold on to him after that? He's going to lose a bit of cash. And even if he gets a 40 or 50 next week, he's probably only just going to go back to his break even about 400K. And I just don't see him continuously scoring good scores if uh, Koshrick's going to keep doing that to him week in, week out. So um, I'm probably going to sell him and try to upgrade him to Latrell somehow this week. But... Uh, that's um that's going to be hard to do considering they're about 100k in price difference at the moment. Latrell's a bit bit expensive. It's also but, a huge um, call given that what you were saying about Latrell to start the year. Boy, yeah, I know. Boy, I know. I'm eating my words now. I but thought um, you could sneak that one in there, did you? <laughs> round one is where you have to do it, though. Unfortunately, if it if it just doesn't turn out the way you think it's gonna gonna for round one, you've just kind of got to eat your words and the other move thing on there is... for the year. The other thing there is your 100k points difference, and uh, Corey Allen's about to lose probably 30k, and Latrell's yep. about to make that sort of money. So you're looking at 160k points difference. So you're going to have to downgrade someone reasonable size to upgrade. Yeah, not wrong. Um, and I'll have to do that and make that decision later in yeah. in the week. Um, but I think Avrilo, you had a good point on Avrilo. You've kind of got to hold him, otherwise, if you're doing that to a lot of your cash cows, um, and just trading them off because they get a rough score here and there, um, you're going to run through a lot of trades. But um. He had, like you said, 20, 20 points with no attacking stats at all. That's probably his lowest score, I would say. I don't see him scoring less than 20 points a game unless he has a real shocker because he made 20 tackles in that game. I swear to God, if you just jinxed us again. <laughs> <laughs> that would be for me to do as well. Um, but I think he 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 should improve on that 20-point 20, 20 score. So he's not going to lose much cash this week, maybe 5 6K, but he'll definitely be making a bit more cash uh, in future rounds. So just hold him for now. No, beauty. Uh, any other thoughts on that game, gents? Uh, if we didn't say it already, buy Braley and Watson. That's a, that's about it. I um, yep, did want to point out that Kyle Flanagan's looking like a cheeky point of difference half option if you manage to get him in at the start of the season. And my boy Adam Elliott, for all those people who listen to me, proving me right, 57 points. Get no, I've been on that bandwagon a long time, Lachlan Moon. Been on there yeah. a lot longer than you. <laughs> he did have a try on that edge. Uh, if you get rid of the try and line break that went with it, it does bring him down to about a forty-five. So I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be so confident just yet. Oh, big old Daniel, sip of hater aid from Daniel. Yeah, big old sip of hater aid. I'm just saying he and I guess he had a lot of demerits though. So even if he fixes that up, he probably should still hit a fifty. So I guess it's fair. King, get him in, captain him. That's all. <laughs> well said. Well said. Um, all right, uh, beauty. Well, let's let's uh, let's move on to the second uh, Friday night game. Now, this was a classic. Get ready for a cliche. It was a game of two halves, boys. <laughs> um, uh, um, all right, you know what? I'll go. I'll go to you first. Uh, first, Daniel. Uh, the, obviously, Para coming away with it eventually, twenty four sixteen in Brisbane. Uh, Daniel, far away. Given that Para are your boys, talk me talk me through the game. Yeah. Um. Geez, it was rough watching that first half. Um. I was tearing my hair out with all the errors that were going on. Uh. But um. Thank God we came away with the win in the second half. Uh, Para doing a usual Para thing and making all of their fans, you know, really just put their head down and try to walk away from a TV screen every week. Um. But um. Thank God they brought it back. Uh. Reed Mahoney with the with a classic hooker's try just out of dummy half straight over the line. For 190, 190, 109 points, it's huge for a hooker, especially Reed Mahoney's status, who I was saying wasn't going to be playing 80. Um, even when Will Smith came on, even if it was only for a minute or two at the end of the end of the game, uh, Reed Mahoney was still on the field, which is uh, good to see. Um, 
another interesting one was uh, Junior Paulo scoring 73 as well with a try. But um, even though he was boosted with a try, he still had about 50 points in base stats to go off as well and getting about 60 minutes on the park as well. So I think he could be a cheeky pod in the front row if you uh, are willing to uh, pick him up or if you already have him. Very, a very good uh, props to you. Um, other than that, are we? I'm pretty surprised about Carrigan. What do you reckon, Moon? Carrigan getting 80 minutes in the middle there. Yeah, um, I didn't really call that. I'm wondering also whether he played those minutes because Matt Lodge was out of action. They only had a three-man sort of uh, yeah. um, bench, more or less. Um, I think Cassiata also got injured late as well, so bear uh, that in mind as well. Yes, so there, there was um, there was a, there, there was a few injuries. So let's um, yeah, don't beat yourselves up too much. I think I think everyone was a little surprised to see Carrigan get that get those eighty minutes, but there was a couple of injuries. Yeah, good good one round score, but I again don't. Don't see it being a long-term thing, especially if they keep going the way they are with um, letting Jakey Turpin play 80 minutes um, and they're going to carry four forwards on the bench. I think that um, Carrigan is someone who's going to have to give up some of those minutes. Um, yeah, look, the other the other point I just wanted to say and um, get around me for this, but Anthony Milford, how good is he? <laughs> uh, wait up, wait well up. Hold on. I was going to give you a whole platform for it. All right, I, was, I was getting ready to set you up for it, but all right, you've jumped the gun on me. No worries. No. First, did no. you put him in your team, though? Uh, that's not important. What, what is important? <laughs> oh, is... stop it. <laughs> oh, huge. Uh, what is important is I've, um, yeah, I've got a good prediction going. So 52 and 80 minutes um, with a couple of, with a few attacking stats, which is good to see. But um, he looks good, I thought, doing all the kicking as well. So I think that um, he's going to be, he's looking very good this year. Yeah, based on your your recommendation, I did pick him up, and those 500 kick meters uh, did very well uh, for his points. I think he got 20, 24 points from those kick meters. He had 100 meters, and yeah, he had a couple of try assists and line break assists in there. So, um, yeah, Milford looking the goods, even in a losing team there. And he missed seven tackles as well, so that's 14 yep. extra points there that you could chuck on on top of that. So, um. Yeah, geez, he's looking good. Yeah, sh- shoulders like a brown snake, but uh, can uh, can can kick his way out of trouble. So no, I will give you props for that, El Muno. You you were you you stuck to your guns and you steered into the skid, and bloody hell, has it paid off for you? Some credibility for the show. Well done. Wait, wait, he didn't even pick him in his team. Can we please oh, go back to that? Don't worry about that. Stop drinking your haterade, Daniel. Wait, <laughs> you know what I you did? Yeah, off Moon's recommendation. Yeah, I did. Be thankful. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back. Outside of the good <laughs> players for the Broncos, I guess uh, it is in my negative nature to talk about some of the ones that were a bit disappointing. Um, Tessie New had uh, no attacking stats in a performance that scored him 28, which is pretty good for a centre, I'd say. You probably want him to be scoring at least base stats in the 25 to 30 range. And then whatever, you know, tries or line breaks or tackle busts that they get on top of that will get you over that 30 to 35 mark, which is what you want from a center. So I think Tessie knew uh, getting only 28 is still very good. I think you, he could almost be a starter if you have like the Jack Birds or the James Roberts that you want to kind of get rid of based on their scores this week, which we'll touch on later. Um, and then there was also Jordan Ricky. Um, oh, this yeah. Thing. This hurts. This hurts. Moon, do you want to take over this? I can't. I I don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah, look, that's that's fine. I'm um I'm a Jordan Ricky owner, but I am also not too fussed about this score. Twenty three is rough. Um, don't get me wrong, but looking at his his stats, he's had ten missed tackles. I'm pretty sure he conceded a penalty or something along those lines as well. So that's twenty two points in in demerits, which would have brought him up to about forty five. So if he sort of maybe sorts himself out, he decided to rush rush out of the line and put some big shots on. Um, here and there, and just throw throw a hand out and get a, a a cheeky touch on a player, which counted as a missed tackle for him, and it was just kind of dumb. But I think he'll clean that up in the next few weeks, and will at least be hitting those thirty five plus mark, which will um which will bring him a bit of cash. So um, I'm not too fussed about this Jordan Ricky score. I don't know about you boys. Yeah, RIP if you had Jordan Ricky and Jaden Sewer. You know, that's all I can say because there, there were two guys who people. When I say people, I mean me. Um, <laughs> thought, I thought there might be a, a, a decent little little. I, I I didn't have them in the same team uh, at any point, but uh, I had them across a couple of different leagues. Oh boy, were there some points left on the table? 
Yeah, I think, yeah, Ricky's a hold for now. He should be getting around those 40 points marks. He had 37 points in base stats from those 80 minutes. Just needs to get rid of those demerits, clean up his act a bit, and he'll be fine. Um, Other than that, it's Matt Lodge, who people should be a bit worried about with only 15 points and a hamstring injury now. Uh, He's probably a sell if you picked him up as a pod. Hopefully you can upgrade him or more likely downgrade him and get a cheapie that's uh, coming through. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, any anything else that we want to touch on from the from the eels uh, side either? Uh, we had our we had a fair bit of chat there, but were there um, anything uh, else we wanted to mention around them? Couple of couple of little things, I guess. So Tom Opperchit is uh, not too bad pick with thirty five points at center. He didn't do too much in the way of attacking, but um, looked very very solid there in the centers for Parramatta. Uh, with 35 points, so it could be, yeah, just a good safe center option. Um, Isaiah Papali'i off the bench for Parramatta. Um, got 56 minutes in the end with four, 54 points to his name and hit 200 meters and running meters through the middle. So also looking like a decent pod to have uh, on an edge there as well, but um, he's priced a bit awkwardly and a bit expensive at the moment, but uh, definitely one to look out for if you need uh, a pod on an edge. But see, I can't get around that personally. Isaiah probably burns me every year in draft league. I pick him up <laughs> as a panic buy or a late in the draft thinking, nah, this is the year for him. He's going to be big. And then he's got some decent minutes, but uh, I think that they're only going to drop from there, surely. Look at these other bench players. Will Smith, surely, is not going to be in this team if Reid Marnie's going to play like he did the other day. Um, you know, it's three minutes. Is that worth carrying him if he's only going to play three minutes? Um, Keegan Hipgrave as well played 13 minutes. You know, what's the point? Um, surely you bring some other impact players onto this bench who are you going to share the minutes around a little bit more because there's no point in playing them if they've got three and 13 minutes. So I personally think his minutes will drop a little bit um, and think that that could make him a trap if you had decided to pick him up because he's cheap. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I just want to talk through in regards to who Papa Lee is sort of, he's filling that, that, that lock role in that floating edge. Uh, uh, sorry, in that floating forward role. Uh, Nathan Brown seemed to suffer a little... Um, maybe, I, I don't know what you guys thought, but only playing 56 minutes and only getting 47. I thought he'd be closer to, uh, well, I, I don't know. I thought he'd be closer to 80 minutes. Maybe not playing a full 80 or anything like that, but I, I thought he'd be a little closer to it. What do you boys think? Yeah, he's the he's the pod that I picked in my mids that uh, burnt me. Uh, unfortunately, he, he normally gets around that 60-minute mark or 65-minute mark generally for Parramatta because he plays in that lock role and then in the first rotation of forwards, he moves to front row. Uh, and that generally was his rotation in the squad last year. But this year, he just got straight uh, interchanged with, uh, I think it was Papali'i or another forward in the middle there. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, looking like a probably a sell for me, but I think it's more of a, a wait and see. If you've got him and you're confident that he'll get the minutes and along with the minutes get the points, I think he's a hold for now, but I need to fund my Latrell purchase somehow, so he's probably going to be my sell. Wow, 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 wow. Dropping a guy from your own team that you support to, to pick up a guy who you were, who you were brushing earlier. All right, fair enough, Daniel. <laughs> like I said, eat my words round one. Ah, fair enough. Moon, what do you reckon about, about Nathan Brown right now? Um, look, I thought that he was going to play a few more minutes as well. thought he was going to get, you know, the extra, another 10 minutes or so, which probably bought him another 10 fantasy points. Um, I would hold him, I think. Um, he's He was at 750. Um, he'll probably lose uh, no more than 10,000. Um, I don't think that that's too much to worry about. I would hold him and see how he goes the next few weeks. And worst comes to worst, you cut your losses and you've lost maybe 40k. Um, I think that's worth that's that's kind of worth it. Um, you can still probably downgrade to a giant arrow by that time, unless he makes bulk cash. So um, I reckon he's a hold at this stage. Just wait and see. Not beautiful. Um, all right, boys. Let's move on to uh, the first of the Saturday games: Warriors versus Titans. Um, Warriors doing it relatively easily. Nineteen six. Never, never really seemed to be uh, you know out of out of the driver's seat. Um, Daniel, give me your thoughts. Yeah, Titans didn't seem to really put up uh, much of a fight in this game. It was a, it was a game of lots of tackles, and the heat obviously uh, wore the players down, you could tell. Um, but a lot of players hitting that 60 mark, which is good to see for fantasy. Uh, Jamal Fogarty looks a decent pod, uh, and he did uh, he got his 63 without any major attacking stats as well. 
Uh, that's a big thing to do as a half and getting 63 without any kind of like try assists or line break assists or anything like that. Made 27 tackles, made 117 metres and 429 kick metres. So he's uh, looking like a very good pot in the halves. Um, I guess I'll just go through the main talking points. David Fafida only played 70 minutes and still got 60 points, uh, mainly from his uh, tackle busts and uh, tackles as well. So uh, he looks like he's just got to kick off where he kick yeah, yeah kick off where he left off basically last season. So um, definitely uh, got the got the cobwebs out in that game. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, just quickly on that, uh, in reference to that, to that uh, post-game interview where he said, uh, "Get the cobwebs off four times uh, in the space of a, a five-minute interview." He did say that he did have an infection during yeah. the week, so he he may be back to that eighty-minute mark as well. Um, so you you could expect to see his minutes. You know, you could expect him to see him play out the full eighty going forward as well. Once he yeah, gets the cobwebs likely. off. Yeah, correct. Geez, that was hard watching. Um, yeah, he should be getting around that 60 to 65 point mark every week if he keeps the uh, the tackle busts up. So, yeah, I think he's a definite must-have uh, proven in round one if you don't already have him, even though he is quite expensive at uh, over 710k. Uh, Moon, do you want to take over the rest? Um, yeah, I think another you know, big talking point, obviously, is going to be Big Tino. Um, underwhelming score, but, boy, he played some minutes. So, um yeah, 40, 41 points in 64 minutes. Um, his demerits were the talking point there. Six missed tackles, two errors. So, um, yeah, geez, that's that's kind of hurt. But, you know, he's probably met his break even there, I think, and he won't lose any any cash. So, based on those um, on those minutes, I think that he might almost be a, a bring him into your team if you can find the spare cash or you're willing to downgrade one of your mids and they've, after they've had a disappointing week like your Nathan Browns or whatever and you're, and you're convinced that they're a sell. I think Tino might almost be a goer here. Um, geez, he he didn't really threaten too much an attack, but every run he made, he um, was looking looking like he might break break a few tackles there. He was, was looking all right, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that you're probably going to have to get him in if he's going to keep playing those minutes. I think you're. I think you're right there. He had 64 minutes, and he looked dangerous when he was on the field and had the ball in hand. He had a lot of demerits, which uh, led to him only getting 41. But if you just look at his like tackles and meters gained, he gets 46 points. So if he can get rid of those demerits and keep getting tackle busts and whatnot through the middle, he'll get a line break or a, a you know a try here and there as well. So he's definitely worth a, a bring him in if you. If you think that he can hit that, but um, if you're scared that he's going to keep getting the missed tackles, yeah, it might be just a wait and see. But so I think I'm going to hold him in my team for now because he definitely looks like like just the way of watching that game and seeing how a lot of the forwards played. They were finding it very hard going during that game with the Heat. So I think he's a hold for now. Yeah, I think that they'll watch back some of his um, his tape from the Storm and realize that he scored a lot of those tries you know, when they're close to the line with a few crash over plays, um, yeah. which they didn't throw him one that I saw. Um, maybe maybe he th- they threw him one. So I think that you know they'll they'll find the groove a little bit, and he'll start getting those attacking stats where he can he can break over for a few tries here and there. Um, but crossing over to the Warriors, there was a few um, a few standout performances for me. Adfinor Blake was huge. Um, he looked good as well. Uh, played big minutes, fifty six minutes, which is a lot for him. Uh, at Manly, he wasn't playing those sorts of minutes. Sixty three fantasy points as well. Was very pleased with that. Um, Tohu Harris is probably the other one as well being as consistent as ever um, 61 points in 80 minutes with Jazz Tavanga having to go into that hooker role um, it looked good for him so yeah I'm intrigued to see how again how he goes next week and whether he just moves to an edge and bumps off Bailey Sirian or Alicia Katoa to a to a bench spot and Tohu Harris plays, a, plays on an edge and Jazz Tavanga plays at lock if um, Wade Egan's not fit Um but yeah, it was good to see him do well. Yeah, he did play quite well. I think there's a, a few players that um because of the the heat and the way that game was kind of run, like there wasn't much attacking going on um really for the Titans and even for the Warriors at times it was very hard going. So I think you've got to take uh like the fullback scores uh with a pitch assault there, like Brimson only getting thirty four and RTS only getting thirty-three. Um if you've already got them, you're already invested in them, so they're a hold for now. But um, some of the other forwards and um, 
wingers there, like your your BMMs off the bench. If you've still got him, you definitely shouldn't. So probably offload him. Um, or even Fusatua, a lot of people had him as a potential cheapie, but he only hit 13. Um, most likely will score a few tries throughout the year just because he is that um, uh, finishing winger. Uh, but yeah, he had it tough going in, in the heat there on the Central Coast. No, beautiful. Uh, well done, gentlemen. Um, yeah, I think I think that's uh, pretty much all the talking points from from that game. Unless anyone else has anything they want to add? No, nah, pretty comfortable with it. Looks beautiful. Um, now, Roosters versus Manly. I think there's going to have to be a few uh, take it with a grain of salt type scores here. A uh, very very lopsided game. Uh, Roosters doing it real easy, forty six to four. Um, Mooney, give me your thoughts on game. Um, it was a bit of a funny old game to watch. Really, I got a little. A little um, boring to me to watch just because the Roosters ran over um, Manly, but a few, but quite a few actually talking points here fantasy wise. Um, Going to sort of breeze over the big scores because you know you know that your people like your James Tedesco, your Angus Crichton, um, they're all going to be like that every year. Takiaho, um, they're going to be like that all year. So um, probably not your seventy fives, but um, yeah, no, they they're gone. So if you they probably if you haven't bought someone like James Desco from the start, he's definitely at work towards because he'll be yeah, you know, set and forget, um, leave him in your back line. Um, for me, the big talking point from the Roosters in particular was Lachlan Lamb. Um, underwhelming with with a score of thirty one, but um, with Jake Friend going off with his his concussion and not coming back on, Lachlan Lamb got thrown into that that number nine role, did all the passing kind on of a dummy half, and then didn't do any of the defensive work. So. Um, I think those 31 points were basically more or less from the 47 minutes he played at um, at 5-8. Um, so I'm I'm not too worried about this if you've got him um, starting in your halves. Um, yeah, that, that was sort of all I had to say. Angus Crichton as well facing a one-game suspension um, could could throw a few teams into turmoil if they... Um, yeah, if they have, if they don't have an edge forward, or actually he's a Julie as well, so he probably should have someone to to back him up. But um, that's that's gonna be interesting for a few teams as well if they're relying on him as as a captain. Um, but crossing over to Manly as well, there was a, a lot of underwhelming scores uh, on the flip side. DCE, um, if people didn't want to splash the cash on Nathan Cleary, uh, forty two from him was was very underwhelming. Daniel, tell me about it. Yeah, look, I had DC as my captain in draft uh, as my first pick. Um, yeah, definitely uh, had my heart out of my chest with a six at halftime. But um, luckily he had a big second half, even though he didn't look like he really did that much to claw it back to a 42. So I think you you hold him. I mean, if you've bought DC from round one, you hold him anyway for the season because he's, a, he's a, you know, a set and forget kind of player. So he'll definitely go back to that big score um, just the Roosters were just so dominant in this game. Like, how can you, how can you guess that he's just going to get um, pummeled through the middle there? So, um, yeah, look, yeah, like you said, you're going to take a lot of these calls with a pitch of salt. So, I think the big ones that you've got to look for are the ones that did have that, um, just that solid game where they didn't have too many attacking stats. Like, if Brett Morris getting 85, that's not going to happen every week. He'll probably come back down to a 30, 35 score next week, uh, depending on how many attacking stats he gets. Again, I don't think the Roosters are going to be putting on. 46 points a week, so uh, keep that in mind. Uh, Lindsay Collins getting 63 minutes in the front row, though, was very interesting with uh, Hargreaves off the bench. He ended up getting a score of 61 from those 63 minutes, so basically a point a minute. He had 184 metres down the middle and made 38 tackles, so he looks like a potential pod to have in the middle there, and he's only at about 500k as well, so he is still quite cheap if you can keep hitting scores above 50-plus, uh, really. Um, I am looking at him as well, possibly to come into my squad. But then, then again, you've got the flip side where you've got your Dylan Walkers and your Saabs that just didn't just didn't get any points because there was no points to be made. A lot more missed tackles to be made than uh, tackles for them. So. Yeah, pour uh, pour yeah. some out for our for our friend uh, Josh the Rig had uh, Halliday. He um, had Dilly Dilly Walker in everybody league. <laughs> We're <laughs> saying we're saying yeah. how keen he was, and oh, yeah, Dylan Walker, he's starting fullback. Oh, he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah, oh, he, uh, he had a rough one, but um, he yeah, he didn't look that convincing in the trials either. To be fair, Dylan Walker, I don't I don't see him as a potential option this year at all. But uh, if you had Jason Saab hoping he would be a potential cheapie and cash cow, 
I uh, still hold him. He got a seven. He didn't look, uh, he didn't look great, but he didn't look absolutely atrocious either. I think he just needs a bit more of go forward for Manly, and he might get a few tries here and there. So just hold for now. Uh, the other one for me was uh, Marty the Man. Um, underwhelming to say the least. He did he did pick up a little uh, a little knock I think, but he came back. Um, yeah, forty points in uh, in forty seven minutes was a little troubling, but again, I guess you just got to take it with a pinch of salt because it was so lopsided. But I just want to get your thoughts, Moon, as a fellow Marty the Man lover. Um, what, yeah. do, what do you reckon? Yeah, I um, I, he'll be he'll be fine. I think that his scores will bump up once he gets some sort of attacking stats, um, tackle breaks and whatnot. He had one tackle break, uh, which is very unca- uncharacteristic for him. Hundred nineteen minute meters. Um, I think in games where Manly you actually get a lot more ball, um, you'll see him with a few more attacking stats and um, a few more a few more run meters. I think is is big. Twenty eight twenty eight tackles for him is pretty standard. Um, didn't have too many misses. Had one miss. No. Um, no errors. So, look, I think that um, that's sort of his base there. Um, that's him finding his base. So, I um, once he gets his his tail up, he'll be he'll be okay. Um, you know, Manly will have a few few rough games. So, but forty is probably is not too bad. Um, considering the price he was at, I think he was only at six hundred. So, uh, if you want him as a point of difference option, I I still don't mind him. I think he's a wait and see. Yeah, fair enough. Um, any other thoughts on that game, gentlemen? Again, it's it's tough because it's yeah, it's so lopsided. But uh, what do you reckon? No, I'm pretty happy with it. I reckon yeah. we move on to the next one-sided game. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that uh, that was it for Saturday's games. Actually, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that was it. Oh no, so oh oh, you're talking about yeah. Uh, no, all those tries are still being investigated. I'm pretty sure the entire Panthers side's being tested. That game, a drug tested. That is. Um, Pretty sure this game doesn't won't actually count. So everybody just uh, we may as well, may as well move on. I'd say. <laughs> all right, beauty. Uh, coming to. Uh, oh no. We all right. We'll talk about it. Um, okay. Uh, the the robbery in Penrith, uh, North Queensland, <laughs> turned up thinking it was going to be a fair game, and we got absolutely robbed. Refs yeah, were against us. Crowd was against us. We, we you know there, there was probably some other foul play. Um, so you look talk about it if you want, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how legitimate this game was. I was going to say you can't really call it a robbery if you just let them through. That's uh. You know, it's not how that works. But uh, anyway, um, Nathan Cleary, obvious standout, 96 points. I mean, I, you, we probably should touch on it because it is above average for him. But uh, yeah, he just kind of had run of the mill through the middle there. 347 kick meters, ran for 140 meters himself. He took on the line plenty of times and did have a few tackle busts as well. So he's looking like an absolute must-have again. Obviously, this year, he was the most expensive player. Everyone should have had him from the start, even when people were saying, oh, no, he's going to come back to the pack. He's only going to be scoring around 55. That is incorrect. He is an absolute gun and a must-have and a set-and-forget captain, really, um, every week by the looks of it. Uh, Brian Toto had a huge game on the wing there. Every time he got the ball, he looked very dangerous with it, uh, even though he only had one try. He scored that try by shrugging off like three or four defenders and just rolling over the line. So uh, he looks very good uh, to have on the wing there. And he's still quite cheap at 580k if you think he's going to be hitting uh, big scores every week. Even though I don't think he'd be scoring huge every week, he should still be hitting around 40 mark anyway. So as an average without attacking stats. So he's looks looks pretty good uh, as a winger fullback option. Uh, even better if you already had him from round one. Reese Robson, with the huge amount of defensive uh, effort the Cowboys had to put in, Robson was the real winner. Even though he only had 56 minutes on the field, he made 45 tackles and uh, had a score of 59 at the end. So he did very well at hooker there. I don't see him as a, probably an option to pick bring in just because... They're probably not going to be um, doing that much defense, hopefully, for you, uh, Burmo. But um, they're probably not going to be having to defend that much every game. And I don't think he's going to be getting that many tackles every game, especially with only 56 minutes. So probably not a, a go for now. Anyway, I'll let Moon take over the rest. I think with this Cowboys team, you'll see some rearranging uh, come the next few weeks. I oh, think... Jesus, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Look, um, actually, Tom, I might get your thoughts on this. Where where do you think that um, the rearranging will come? Well, for starters, Taumalolo's paid $1.3 million a year and he's one of the best players on the planet. Giving more than 50 bloody minutes uh, would be the first thing I'd do. Uh, Cohen Hess needs to be... Uh, something, something's got to be done there. He is he is 
a a long long way off from from his best form of about five or six years ago, and we're not we're not looking at a, a young kid coming through anymore. We're looking at a, at a guy who's played a lot of games who should be doing a lot better. Um, so for me, he's uh, he's got to go. And Jake Clifford gives absolutely nothing and has given absolutely nothing for uh, for quite a while. He fluked his way into some decent scores fantasy wise uh last year but while uh, while Morgo was out but Morgo comes back in and he proves exactly what a lot of people already thought in that he's he happened to score decently off off circumstance and that was it um yeah so for me he's got to go I'd be putting maybe Val back into fullback didn't mind Hammer at center and Scotty Drinkwater into six that's what I'd be doing um Frankie Molo impressed me um, but yeah that that was kind of it for me yeah for, for me the, this this current structure doesn't work carrying three hookers doesn't work so um yeah it, it, that that's uh, obviously me getting a little bit passionate away from fantasy so i do apologize but uh <laughs> but uh yeah no for, for and that those 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 changes if they were to be made would affect fantasy significantly but yeah for, for me this 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 current you, you said it perfectly mate. it's it's got to change it probably will change because yeah. it bloody has to i think but yeah yeah that backline rotation is kind of what i was looking for there the the change up there i think val will go back to fullback drink water to six and morgo will stay will move to seven uh, and then jake clifford will probably jump out of the team i also wasn't overly impressed by jake granville uh coming on made some, some dumb errors and um i i think that they they're better off just you know leaving Ruben cotter on the bench and if they want him to come on and play nine then great if they reckon that he's he should come on and play lock when lolo's off then then great, but I don't think Jake Granfield needs to be there as well. Um, I think there's too many cooks. Um, Just talk uh, talk through that Lolo situation quickly, if you could, uh, Daniel. Get your thoughts on after as well. But uh, yeah, Lolo, what's the go, boys? He was a he was a must have for a long, long time. What's doing? Yeah, look, it, watching him um, watching him from the telly, he looked like he was moving into a bit of a Jake Trevojevic sort of role. It looked like he ran at the line and then passed it a lot more than what he normally does. Um, I what I'm looking from Jason Tom Lolo is the damaging runs, the tackle breaks, the line breaks, which he can so so often does. Um, and Cowboys fans love to see, and you just didn't see. It looks like they'd taken his um his license to run the line off him. So, um, but I also think that they're going to have to give him another 10, 15 minutes there, let him play his 60, 65 minutes. I know Todd Payne's thinking the long game, and they don't want to um overcook him, um, playing 75 minutes or whatever, 70, 75 minutes, but. Um, I think that for Cowboys to see some sort of success this year, they're going to have to give their their main man some more minutes. Um, Agreed. I, I think the long the long games are relevant when you cop wooden spoons all down the path. See, you know, I I honestly don't see it that way. I think what Todd Payton is doing with Lolo is a good idea. I think he's he's got a point in what he makes in that Tamalolo when he's on the field, he wants to get the best out of him and make sure he doesn't get tired, but. There was no way you're going to get the best out of Tamalolo if you're facing 70% possession against you and he's just making tackles after repeat sets down the middle. There's no way he's going to have enough energy to be running at the Panthers who are fresh and haven't been run at for the last 15 minutes because they've had the ball for that long. Like, there's nothing you could do in that game. And he's, I think he's copying a lot of flack, um, Peyton, because of what, for, for not giving him minutes to defend. And he was right in saying that, like, when when they scored that try there, um, where Cleary put the bomb up and Martin won it, Tamalolo re- was at marker and probably should have ran towards Cleary to shut that down. But he took two or three steps out of marker and then just watched Cleary pick the ball and get an easy bomb off. Um, yeah, and that just came after too much work through the middle. And there's nothing you can really do about that if, you, if you're just getting beaten down. I mean, the Panthers did so well just to keep the Cowboys out of the game. But the Cowboys were their own worst enemy. And every time they had the ball, there was errors or there was missed opportunities. They put the ball down. They, you know, they, they couldn't connect with each other. I don't know what was going on. The best we saw was when um, Drinkwater hit a cutout ball. The felt nearly got him over in the corner. That was probably the best attacking um, we saw of the Cowboys the whole game. But, but um, I, I, I don't disagree with anything you've said necessarily. I, I do like Lolo getting getting more minutes. But um, yeah, for me, what, what, do you, what do you think fantasy-wise? Is he a keeper or is he not? Given this new minutes rotation that seems to be here to stay, because Peyton doubled down on it in the in the post game presser, do we do we yeah. think we keep him or what? What do we do? I think he's probably a sell if his minutes are going to be around fifty um, every game. I think he's still probably a sell, but if he can get the impact up that he normally has, he's probably a hold. It's just how he uses those minutes on the park because he obviously didn't have any impact against the Panthers when they're just rolling over you like that. So. 
Um, and the Panthers themselves were pretty poor in terms of attack, like only scoring 24 minutes, uh, 24, 24 points off that, that whole game. Like, yeah, they're generally a lot more clinical than that as well. So I think Cowboys were lucky um, in that sense. Yeah, look, I, I think that I'd be a bit worried about Jason Tomlolo as much as how much as much as I hate to say it. Um, I think that you're probably going to have to downgrade for someone who you're paying 800k full plus. You're going to want more than 33. Um, I, I agree. I think I think you you almost look to guys like Paddy Carrigan and, and that sort of thing for 200k less. Oh, Paddy Carrigan, no. Uh, <laughs> you definitely look for a better forward if you need. Yeah. Quick, I don't know. I, I don't know. For, for me, for me, if Paddy Carrigan again, like you know what I mean, like he. he he may or not play play eighty, but yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think he's regardless. I think he's almost a better option than 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 Lolo if that's going to be how it plays out. Probably an AFB, I'd say. Like Fenua Blake would. Be oh, that's a good shout. Yeah, fair enough. Point of difference, but anyway, look, my last point of difference option. Oh, not necessarily point of difference. Um, okay, cheapy is Spencer Lino. Um, on the bench, played thirty eight minutes for forty one fantasy points and looked good. So, um, if you have, he was three hundred and seven k to start. He's going to be up probably. 320, uh, sorry, 327, 337, probably make 20 or 30k. Um, yeah, I think he looks juicy if you can uh, get him sitting on your bench. Um, you know, might come in for a few origin players that you have out later on, but um, yeah, it could be a scoring bench, op- bench option, which will make some cash for you, I think. Yeah, um, I otherwise, think, uh, yeah, I think he'll be thrilled that you've just called him juicy, to be honest. I think he'll, yeah. uh, I think he'll relish that, to be honest. Very juicy option, as you should. Yeah. Um, I'll get in touch later. Oh, I thought you meant appearance was that you mean he looked like a like a nice, juicy fella. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, all right, let's move on to Sunday's game. Your boys, Moon, the the Raiders going about their business very, very nicely, picking up where they where they've left off the last few seasons. Uh, thirty to twelve against the Tigers. Um, did you want to join? Kick us off with your thoughts, Moon, on game and uh, and fantasy wise. Yeah, look, it was a bit of a frustrating game to watch um, live. Not going to lie, it was. They, um, I was expecting the Raiders to sort of run away with it sort of early, um, but going into halftime, um, going into halftime, it was six all, I think, and. Raiders looked like they would struggled a little bit. And oh, maybe maybe I'm not giving the West Tigers enough credit. I think they defended very well, and not, nothing that the Raiders were trying was um, sort of working for me. Um, so what you're saying is almost like a game of two halves. It's almost like a game <laughs> of two halves. I could bring myself to say it, um, but a few a few positives from both teams actually. Um, so first of all, from the Raiders. Oh, what do I start? Joe Tarvany was big. Um, 74 points in 42 minutes. That is huge from him. Um, it's good to see Ryan Dames get um, get some fantasy points as well. It's 47 and 41 minutes with a cheeky try. Um, yeah, don't know who played number 11 for the Raiders, but I've heard he went all right. Um, <laughs> all right, no, uh, look, I'll, I'll give I'll give I'll give him a wrap. He he's one from four with his predictions. Remus Smith didn't do well. Lachlan Lewis didn't do well. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, that's right. He wasn't even bloody picked. Um, and what what was his what was his other big shout? Oh, Jacob Host, yeah, did bits, didn't he? All right, but fine. All right, Hudson Young did very very well. All right, Sammy D, there's your, there's your shout out. Hudson Young did very well. Yeah, got a very uh, very nice try there that was um, set up by I think George Williams kicks that and, and then a Bailey Simons and take and then offload going to ground. So. Um, that looked very good. Um, but moving up to the West Tigers, there was quite a few options here that, Daniel, I know you're dying to talk about. Yeah, so uh, Luke Brooks looks a very good pod at halfback, even though from the from watching the game, he didn't look as impactful as what uh, you're telling me on the telly, Burmo. But um, yeah, looked he good. looks looked a very right good on TV. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely was running at the line and uh, had a few good passes in around the ruck there. But um yeah, in terms of his kicking on field, he did not did not look anywhere up to scratch. Um, but at the same time, his fantasy scores uh, show otherwise. So, uh, sixty four from him looks a very good point in the halves, especially at five forty four k. He's probably going to be in the realms of those uh, what Milfords and Michael Morgan scoring around that fifty to sixty mark and being pretty good cheap kind of pod option in the halves. So they're definitely players you should be looking at if you don't ever already have a good half and and or want to downgrade or upgrade to someone. Um, Joe O had a very good performance in the middle and I think Tarmow coming off with a HIA um, kind of boosted his minutes a bit so he got 43 minutes even though that doesn't seem like a lot he put a lot of work in and had around 40 points in base stats um, to go along with it for those minutes so he looks like a 
decent pod option as well at a cheap 417k. So he was definitely uh, quite a good player. And also Alex Twelve just putting in the usual shift, 50 minutes off a, off a kind of underwhelming, uh, 52 points, sorry, off a underwhelming 59 minutes um, from him. But uh, other than that, looked looked pretty good. Hoping for more minutes so he gets a few more points in there. But um, I guess we'll wait and see. That might have been an effect of Tarmel coming off with a HIA. Maybe they had to do a bit of a reshuffle. But uh, yeah, I think he lost out a bit there. Did you mention uh, your boy Dane Laurie as well? Get around to him. Yeah, I was about to touch on him. Uh, 51 points looked very, very good at the back. Um, I Oh, wait, he's actually been downgraded now. He's yeah, I was going to say he's been 44. Yeah, so he actually looked very good for the Tigers, though. He brought a lot of energy. Um, he did get shut down a lot, which was very surprising considering how light in his feet he is um, uh, around the around the halves there. So I'd be, I wouldn't be... I'd be actually quite surprised if he doesn't get picked next week. Look, he even with Dewey coming back, he looked so good for them. I didn't see Mbai really give much to the squad. Like, he was... Mbai was fine. He was decent, put in a few good kicks, made some tackles on an edge. But other than that, he didn't really give much to the squad. So I feel like Mbai should be going back to a 14 and Dewey comes in at 6 and Laurie holds his spot. But I guess we'll see what Madge decides uh, on Tuesday. But um, other than that, the the other ones that kind of fell flat for me this week were James Roberts. Was not Was not happy watching on and watching Roberts try to create something every single time he grabbed the ball. Like... He tried to force it way too much. I don't know what you boys think, but yeah, that's uh, that's my two two cents. Yeah, look, I I agree. I think he was a little underwhelming watching him. Um, looked, uh, sorry, James looked a bit old. I thought. Um, I think there's, Oofed. yeah, I, I I was actually watching him live. Was reasonably impressed with Joey Leilua. Um, I thought he looked all right. Um, looked a little bit more energetic. Um. So, which didn't necessarily, and while he didn't do heaps um, attacking-wise, ended up with 32 fantasy points, uh, mostly with his five tackle breaks, um, I think. Uh, had a couple of missed tackles and errors and whatnot, but... Um, yeah, I was going to say, for, for me, jo- Joey did uh, did have a couple of errors there, though those forced offloads in his own 10-metre zone, that did lead to tries. <laughs> yeah, it didn't so try that, that fantasy-wise. That, that would Nothing be... fantasy-wise. Yeah. yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. That's points. That's all he's thinking. He's thinking, mate, I'm getting my own fantasy points here. But um, yeah, big on Joe Warwick this year. I'm intrigued to see how he goes. Oh, uh, my shoulders are sore. You seem to be piggybacking off my take from a few episodes ago. Yeah, <laughs> one for just, one. You can just... tap my Milford and my Milford comments and I'll take you, oh, Joe. I did, didn't take Milford. Don't have him in my side. I, uh, oh, I was just rookie, pumping you up. Rookie. I just pumped up your ties. The first <laughs> thing I said was Moon, great prediction. But he get nothing from me, Jello chat. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't, don't, no, it's fine. It's just it, no, it's just true colors yeah, shining through. Mate. Well, I did. <laughs> oh, ouch. Yeah, look, I didn't get Joe on my team either. I just apparently wasn't wasn't. I uh, was feeling other options better. But um, oh, well, Joe, I think you can uh, get him in your team if you have the cash. He might be oh, around the four hundred k mark. So, uh, boys, Jack Whiten, twenty six. The the team scored thirty. George Williams did a bulk of the work. Jack Whiten only got twenty six. What's doing? Yeah, that happened a bit last year as well. Uh, Whiten had a few quiet games, never that quiet. But um, when uh, Williams did a lot of the work, Whiten kind of went under the radar a bit. Uh, every time he got the ball, he did look quite dangerous, but just he was getting wrapped up pretty pretty much every time. Uh, every time he went to the line, it's like they, they knew what was coming because he does the same thing and he dummies it and runs at the line. It's it's crazy. It's, if, you, if you watch footage, you just know what a player's going to do. Um, but uh, yeah, he just didn't look as as strong as he normally does there. Oh, fair enough. Okay, uh, but uh, if we if we if you are a Jack White owner, are you you're panicking? Do you think there's more to come? Because Williams did a lot of the kicking and did a lot of the ball playing and looked pretty dangerous. I, I would have thought. Do we think Williams is slowly becoming a bit more of the main man, and Jack White's just going to be kind of your your you know run off the back of being on the front foot? What do we what do we think, boys? I think White will get better. Look, he didn't didn't have any attacking stats whatsoever, so um, I, he does rely on those a fair bit, but had sort of a few less tackles than what he normally does as well. So I think um, um, I think he'll Jack White will only get better fantasy wise. I've never been huge on him um, for from fantasy perspective, um, but look, if you do own him, I think you can probably hold him um, for a few weeks. Um, 
unless he's if he seems to get twenty six or less again next week and doesn't look um, doesn't look amazing, then maybe you sell him and try and cut your losses and and pick up someone else. But with your kick meters uh, comment, that Raiders didn't actually do heaps of long long kicks because um their forwards actually got a fair few. Yeah, it's um, tough tough to kick long when you when you're rolling up the field for fun. Exactly. So um I think that. Jack White will probably get a few more kick meters in the coming weeks if the Raiders seem to struggle going forward a little bit. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Um, well done, gentlemen. All right, moving on to... Oh, sorry, any other any other thoughts, boys? No, that's all from me. Beauty. Uh, Daniel, anything else? No, that's it. It's all good. Uh, lovely. Uh, all right. Last game of the round. God, it went fast. Um Dragons and Sharks. Um, 32-18. Sharks get the W. A uh, few, a uh, few contentious calls, but uh, not for me to say. Um, Daniel, give me your thoughts on game and fantasy. Yeah, Sharks very dominant in uh, defense and through the middle of the park. They did kind of lose a bit of shape uh, towards the start of the second half, but um, they they came out pretty strong in the end. There a few few calls that went against the Dragons in terms of tries. Jack Bird should have had a mountain more points if those uh, went the Dragons' way, but. Um, that's just me being a bit butthurt about that, so uh, I'll move <laughs> over that. Uh, <laughs> uh, McCulloch looks a pretty good uh, buy at 700k with uh, 67 points, played 80 minutes, made 64 tackles, did a mountain of work there, uh, did his usual thing, made a lot of tackles, didn't run at all, so uh, that's pretty standard from McCulloch these days. Uh, Paul Vaughan down the middle, very strong as well. Chad Townsend did exactly what everyone was saying he was going to do with Johnson out, did a lot of the kicking and a lot of the ball playing, got 528 kick metres. Um, you know, six goals and two try assists. I mean, speaks for itself. He scored 59 uh, in terms of provisional points because it hasn't been updated yet. But he looks a very, very good pot as well in the halves, along with the other names I said earlier. Uh, Dugan had a very surprisingly good game, scored a try, even though it was just a, a gimme, just kind of put his hands on the ball. Uh, everything else he did, he got seven tackle busts as well. So um, he looks like a decent center option and pretty cheap at that at 400k. Um, I think this game was more some of the mid-rangers that we weren't sure if they were going to go big or not. Like your, your Fui Mayono, when he got named at lock, looked like a very good buyer. He got 44 points uh, from about 60 minutes of play, which is very, very solid. It'll be interesting to see if he can hold that spot and hold those minutes, because if so, he looks like a very cheap uh, mid, uh, well, cheap option, really, for the middle there. And he's even got a he's DPP with the middle and edge uh, position there. Uh, do you want to touch on your boy Moylan there? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to touch on my boy Moylan for his fantasy um, fantasy review. I think he, it, I didn't watch a lot of this Sharks game, I'm not going to lie, but um, from the last 40 minutes, 30 minutes that I did watch, um, he wasn't looking too bad. Um, looked, he took a few hits, which I was a little bit worried about um, him getting injured, but yeah, I, I think he um, looked looked pretty good, looked energetic. Um, yeah, he looked busy, to... I agree. I thought he looked really busy, well said, yeah. A lot, lot of energy. I yeah, thought. which I liked from him. Um, and, you know, got a cheeky try assist as well, um, which I which I thought was very good, very good try. Um, but 37 fantasy points, so very happy with that, especially if you're playing him in your wing of fullbacks. Um, that's very handy points, so... Um, or even if you sit him on your bench and has a scoring reserve, um, you can slot him into wherever you have um, have any issues. So, Matty Moylan looks um, looks pretty good. So, hopefully, he keeps up the next few weeks. Um, the only other sort of point I wanted to make was um, Daniel Alvaro. I think I'm I'm not sure if I mentioned him or not uh, in one of our last pods, but what have been interested to see how he goes um, this year, given his minutes and played 36 minutes for 40 points. Now he's almost base price. He was 290, um, 295 maybe. Um, I think if he keeps rocking out these forties, he's going to go up and price rises by 150,000. So if you're looking at, um, if you've got a, almost base price um, player that you're looking at swapping around. I'd be looking at Daniel Alvaro personally. I think there's a lot of work to be done um, by these uh, Dragons forwards if they're going to have to be defending uh, all year, and which I think that they will have to do a lot of defending. So he'll chew up the tackles and um, get a few a few run meters. He had, he had 35 tackles and four missed. So if he cleans up his tackles, he's almost getting 50. Um, I wanna, just want to... 
I want to touch on Paul Vaughan as well. I thought he was phenomenal. He um, energy all day was hitting the the line just with speed every time he touched it. And and for in he's a, he's a very very cheap relative to what he what he just produced um, for that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have him in the class of of guys like Adam Vanilla Blake and that sort of that sort of echelon as well for me. I think he um, might be flying under the radar a little bit this season. But yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was wonderful. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I also agree. And then um, Benny Hunt was uh, was pretty dominant as well. I think he might uh, might be a low key point of difference. I don't know if um, I don't know what the stats are on his ownership, but uh, I certainly I was expecting. Um, yeah, ma- I was expecting yeah. as much from him. He did have he, a lot of kick meters. Yeah, uh, but he he looked he looked busy and he was taking the line on, which is not something I've seen from him since. Maybe his yeah. first into uh, for his first year at the Dragons. I thought he looked free. I thought he looked confident, which I thought which is something I think he's been lacking. So, for me, Ben Hunt, I think I think he's legit this year. To be completely honest with you, I think he's going to be, you know, a, a lot closer to that to that you know, top sort of top sort of shelf half. I reckon. Uh, in my humble yeah, opinion. I- if the Dragon spines would have linked up this year a little bit, um, which you saw a glimpse of it tonight with, if you saw the Ben Hunt to Matt Dufty yeah. ball through the middle, um, if you see a bit more of that this year, then Ben Hunt is going to be excellent. Last year, he got caught trying to do too much, and it just meant that he was making errors and he was doing nothing, and his fantasy stats were just awful at, at times. But the only worry I have with Ben Hunt is that inconsistency. I know that... Um, that Rig had him one year, and it came to a, a head-to-head grand final, and he um, Ben Hunt, I think, scored like a twenty or something dumb, um, and killed him. So look, that's that's my only concern with Ben Hunt. But I think that, again, if the spine um, actually locks together and does all right, then yeah, I think he's going to be pretty good. Good point of difference option, Julie as well, very handy. Yeah, see what happens when uh, Corey Norman comes back. See how many kick meters he takes off that. But uh, yeah, wait and see. I think. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think there's you're right that the, the dragon spines never a certainty. You never you never know exactly what you're uh, what you're going to get there week to week. Um but yeah, boys, that's uh that's all the games. Anyone else have anything they want to add on on that on that final game? No. No, mate. I think so. That's it's another game another game done. Week yeah, week. round 1 out of the way, you know. We uh, we know where we stand a little bit. I guess there's um there might be uh more questions now to be asked than, than we have answered, but um, you know, that's I guess that's why we're here. Um, boys, uh, loved your work. Great to have the footy back. Um, yeah, well done, gentlemen. Thanks, Bermo. Yeah, mate, thanks for having us. Well done, boys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round two preview coming Wednesday.